It's happening. The signs of the last day's prophecies are happening just as Bible prophecy has foretold. And it's revealing. We are nearing the end of this age and the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ for his church. Welcome to all of you to the Sunday evening Watch and Pray live stream from Signs of the Last Days Ministry, where we follow the commandment of Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 21 to watch and pray so that we may be counted worthy, as the Lord Jesus said, to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand with our Lord Jesus. We are here watching with you. The signs of the last day's prophecies that are happening in world events and conditions that are revealing we are nearing the appearance of Lord Jesus and the clouds to catch away his church. And we are here praying together with you, encouraging one another in fellowship to be ready for that appearance of our Lord Jesus as we are continuing our journey together to meet our Lord. And here in just a short while this evening, as a last day's church community, we will share together in your testimonies and also pray together live over you and your prayer requests. We need the encouragement of one another. We need the prayers of one another as a last day's church to help us all on our journey walking together to meet the Lord Jesus. We give thanks this evening as always for all of you who are subscribing to and supporting this Signs of the Last Days ministry with your prayers and with your offerings. This ministry is wholly supported by the Lord and you, the body of Christ and the world, who are led by the Lord to support independent Bible prophecy teaching. You praying and you giving is absolutely what supports this ministry to be here and to continue as we together share the signs of the nearing coming of the Lord Jesus. Now, here this evening, we have a very important announcement to make to the whole community. And please, those of you that are here live and then those that may not be here, please help to share the word on this and get the word out. We have a very important week coming up this next week. It is Passover, and the Lord has dealt with my heart for me to make a call to this entire Last Day's Church community for us to have a joint day of prayer and fasting together this next week on Wednesday, and we want to do it together. The Lord has dealt with my heart on this, so I pray of you in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you will all come together and join together in a day of prayer and fasting this next Wednesday. And that will lead us on Wednesday into our live stream Wednesday evening, celebrating the Passover with our Lord Jesus Christ that same Wednesday evening. So have your fruit of the vine and unleavened bread at the ready for that, this coming live stream on Wednesday evening for our Passover with Christ Jesus the Lord as he and his apostles 
taught us. The Lord stirred me that we need to pray and fast together. The Lord Jesus came to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he asked them, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? So we are asking this Wednesday that you make time to pray to the Lord for an hour that day, however you want. You can pray one half hour in the morning. You can pray then later one half hour in the evening or, or however, four quarters during the day, however you want to do it, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at noon, 15 minutes in the afternoon, 15 minutes in the evening before we have our watch and pray Passover live stream, however you want to do it, but watch and pray with the Lord for one hour this coming Wednesday and also fast on that day as well. The Lord said that in the days that we are waiting for our bridegroom to come, that we are to fast. And the Lord taught us that the spiritual operation of the administration of his kingdom does not happen except by prayer and fasting. So we are calling out to this last day's church community for everyone to pray and fast this coming Wednesday in the community Pray for an hour, fast that day as the lead-in to the Passover live stream Wednesday evening. And if you are elderly or with health conditions, consider doing a Daniel's Day fast on that day Wednesday, denying yourself meats and sweets that day for the Lord Jesus Christ. We just need to make sure we deny ourselves and submit ourselves to the Lord in fasting and in prayer and seek his face. We have watched and prayed the signs and they are showing that we need to pray and fast together and seek the Lord to get ready for his appearance that is drawing near. The signs are manifesting and we have some amazing signs to share with you in this Watch and Pray live stream. We have some amazing prophecies to share with you from the Holy Scripture that reveal what is happening in Israel now and reveals how near the coming of the Lord for his church is getting. We must get ready. His kingdom come and his will be done on earth and in us as it is in heaven that we may pray and work to see people come to him in all spirit and in all truth. So that's our announcement. Prayer for one hour on Wednesday, fasting, denying ourselves on Wednesday, and then we gather together for Passover with our Christ Jesus Lord, the Lord Wednesday evening. A fabulous day of consecration to our Lord Jesus Christ as this community is getting ready for the coming of the Lord. Thank you so much for doing that. It is critically important. It's not enough to watch and pray. It's not enough just to hear the signs of the coming of the Lord. We must pray and fast as we watch for the coming of the bridegroom so that we're awake and ready at the midnight hour. Let us lift our hands and pray now for this 
teaching this evening in this Watch and Pray live stream. Lord, we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray the name of the Lord Jesus over us. We pray that the Holy Spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Lord Jesus, will reveal unto us his holy word of prophecy of truth, that having eyes we may see, having ears we may hear, and that we can have a heart of good ground to receive and obey the prophetic word of the Lord. And let everyone say in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> There's news from Israel where there is an unprecedented level of tumults with turmoil and chaos happening in Israel as the IDF, Israel's military, has revolted against the Israeli government over Israel's Jewish identity, where the prophecies now show Israel is in terrible danger as the enemies of Israel are rubbing their hands in glee as the rifts in Israeli society has divided and weakened Israel as the mighty Israeli military that its leaders have trusted in is losing its cohesion and becoming paralyzed through self-inflicted wounds, which will lead to disaster prophesied for Israel. We're going to show you the prophecies here this evening. Israel is now divided and in severe civil internal conflict when something happened that is a prophetic sign where the prophecy now places Israel in serious trouble with the Lord and from their enemies, which will lead to last day's prophecy fulfillment. Here at Signs of the Last Day's Ministry, we have been warning now for some time that terrible danger lies just ahead for Israel. The Lord God has restored Israel to its holy land, and he has restored Israel to its holy city, to where now <clears throat> Israel is positioned for the last day's prophecies to be further, further fulfilled with Israel at the center. But it will come through great dangers for Israel that are prophesied. We have also warned that the current status quo, now in the Holy Land and in the Holy City, will not continue. And now we are seeing prophesied signs happening in Israel which reveal to us just how much that the level of danger for Israel has now exponentially increased to a terrible level, where Israel will soon enter a period, a period of trouble that will seem like it will almost bring about the end of Israel. What we have all seen in the recent weeks happening in Israel now just in the past week to two weeks, is an unprecedented level of tumult with tumultuous internal turmoil in Israel from protests that spread in the IDF military and then throughout Israel against the unprecedented religiously Jewish coalition government of Israel. And this was prophesied in the Holy Scripture to happen, which also tells us how 
It has now put Israel in terrible danger and will soon bring calamity for them in the near future as prophesied. And we will look at those prophecies this evening. Israel is now in civil conflict. That is a battle for its Jewish identity. And this battle for its Jewish identity has brought Israel near the precipice of civil war. On the one side are the secularists, the liberals, like the judges in Israel's courts and other elitists in its liberal political parties who believe in a nation state of Israel, but not a Jewish religious identity. They do not desire to connect to Israel's biblical past. They think that the Temple Mount is only a historical site, only important to Israel's history, but not relevant to Israel's future. That's why, that's why Moshe Dayan, one of Israel's famous secular leaders, was more than willing to give away the Temple Mount back to the Arabs after Israel captured it in the 1967 war. Then on the other side, opposing the liberal secularists, on the other side, there are those Jews who believe in a Jewish nation of Israel with a Jewish identity, fully connected to and fully informed by its biblical roots, who believe the Temple Mount is as important to Israel's future as it was to Israel's biblical past, who want Jewish rights and sovereignty extended to all Israeli land and society. This is the divide in Israel between the liberal secularists and the religious Jewish. And now this unprecedented conservative right-wing religiously Jewish government in Israel, it is seen by those in the government coalition as the one chance of many lifetimes for this religious conservative government of Israel to implement Jewish powers of sovereignty and rights over all the Holy Land, the Holy City, and the Holy Hill as a religiously Jewish state of Israel. And this coalition government is pushing hard for that. But the liberal secularists in Israel, along with the world nations supporting them, are pushing back hard with protests that have devolved in Israel into anarchy with a tumult of turmoil and chaos as they do not want to accept the policies of the most right-wing religious government in Israel's history. And they do not care that Israel just had elections electing that government into power. They absolutely do not want and are opposed to seeing a religious Jewish state of Israel. So they have started this civil conflict within Israel for its identity, which has now risen to an unprecedented level of tumult, where Israel in the past one to two weeks literally went to the brink of civil war. And those are the words that are, have been used by their own leaders, like the president of Israel. He used those words. And Israel is still near the precipice, because folks, this is this situation is not over. 
Netanyahu has only paused moving forward with the policies of this government coalition, including passing laws for judiciary reform. And Netanyahu has said that he will see that reform done one way or another. And the radical protesters in Israel, including those in the IDF, say that they are against this as there are still ongoing protests and they are saying that they will not allow the government of Israel to do this. The divide in Israel for and against a religiously Jewish state of Israel has not gone away. And that's what this turmoil in Israel right now is really about. A religious Jewish state of Israel is what this turmoil is about. The identity of Israel as a religiously Jewish nation state. That is the real issue which has been bubbled up to the surface with this judicial reform that the right-wing government coalition has brought forward. But it's not really about the judicial reform. It's about Israel's Jewish identity. But this judicial reform is connected to it, and we will explain that. And this judicial reform from the Israeli government coalition, it is no surprise. It is no new thing that the Israeli government just up and surprised the nation with. The right-wing coalition that was elected by the Israeli electorate, they campaigned on this back during the election which they won, with a coalition saying that Israel's judicial system needed to be reformed. But as we warned before in a live stream called Jewish Israel Defies World Governments, there has been this demographic shift in Israel now in the last days, with the common people of Israel becoming more right-wing, more religious, and more Zionist, who want a religiously Jewish country who want Israel to be the nation of the Jewish people. And this had to happen for the end time prophecies to be fulfilled. The Lord God has put this desire in the people's hearts of Israel. But the liberal secularists of Israel, they want to retain power through the judicial system. They absolutely want to prevent a religiously Jewish nation of Israel. They are completely opposed to it. They are liberal secularists. And their last fortress, our line of defense, is the judiciary of Israel that has high court judges in Israel that are for the most part secular liberal elitists who the religious conservative public majority, the common people, do not view them, do not view the Israeli judges, the Israeli courts as holding their values. And they actually consider the judiciary in Israel to be an organized campaign by the legal system against Israel's religious Jewish identity. You see, <clears throat> this is what a lot of people don't realize about all of this tumult that's going on in Israel. 
You see, the judges in Israel are not elected. They are not appointed by the elected government of the people as they are in the United States. In the United States, you have, you have a government elected and then government officials, they, they nominate judges and then those judges are confirmed by the government. That's not the way it is in Israel. Amazingly, in Israel, judges are appointed by a selection committee made up mostly of the judges. You have the judges deciding who they will allow into their club of judges. <laughs> so the judiciary system in Israel is not beholden to the elected government of the people in some way. So obviously, Netanyahu and his government co coalition are right. Obviously, the judicial system in Israel does need reform. And Israel's new Jewish power government coalition knows that the current secular liberal judges in Israel will oppose and strike down their policies and plans to extend Jewish rights and sovereignty for a religiously Jewish Israel. For example, the Israeli courts have consistently ruled against Jews building or living in their own biblical land of Judea and Samaria. Hence, the government coalition is working to pass laws to reform the judiciary. But the liberal secularists have falsely portrayed this as a complete attack on democracy, which is not true, when actually the truth is, is that it is the liberal secularists, along with support from the nation states of the world, who are attacking true democracy as they are opposing an elected government's policies in Israel. <clears throat> and then, and then, there was something that happened in Israel in the past couple of weeks, which accelerated and grew these protests, turning them into anarchy in Israel, which in effect has been described by conservatives in, in Israel as basically a coup against the elected government that has debilitated Israel, weakening, weakening it as basically this event that happened just put these protests on steroids with it basically shutting down Israel's society. And what happened was that the elite members of Israel's military, the IDF, they refused to report for duty in Israel's military over the elected government coalition's policies for judicial reform. Yes, you heard me right. Elite members of Israel's military, the IDF, they refused to report for duty in Israel's military because of the elected government's policies 
to where the IDF chief of staff warned the prime minister of Israel that the revolt in Israel's military was spreading. As there were elite members of the IDF, such as jet fighter pilots and doctors, who refused by the hundreds and hundreds to report to duty in Israel's military. Other examples of the revolt of the IDF, of the rebellion of Israel's military against Israel's elected government, was that the IDF elite 551st Paratroopers Brigade, over half of, only half of them, only half of them showed up for duty. Most all of Israeli Air Force Squadron 69 refused to report for duty. And officers in the IDF Military Intelligence Special Operations Division, they notified the IDF leaders that they planned to cancel their contracts with the government. Also, another 700 of the IDF Nahal Brigade threatened to quit and abandon the military of Israel. It got so bad over the past couple of weeks in Israel's military with members of the military abandoning or threatening to abandon their duty to the nation that IDF Chief of Staff General Herzog Halevi warned the Israeli government that the military could not continue all of its operations because of the large numbers of its military refusing to report for duty. Folks, these are facts that I'm telling you. All of this was openly reported in the Israeli media. One report even estimated <clears throat> that there are tens of thousands of IDF military reservists and the Israeli military depends heavily on their reservists. But the report estimated there are tens of thousands of IDF military reservists who will quit their duty to Israel if Israel's elected government continues with the policies that they have campaigned on, including the judicial reform. And hear this. What some Israeli military experts have said that we are witnessing is the IDF military of Israel basically starting to disintegrate. <clears throat> Even Israel's defense minister over the IDF, he also revolted along with the IDF coming out in a surprise speech against his own government where he said he was trying to save the IDF and prevent a civil war. Netanyahu told him he was fired. But so far, the IDF has ignored that firing by Netanyahu. That's how serious this, thing, this is, folks. This is one of the most serious things that has happened in Israel ever since the 1967 war relative to the IDF. When this happened, when elite units in the IDF military refused to report to duty, which Israel depends on for their defense and security, when that happened, it was like gasoline thrown on the fire. Because when these liberalists and secularists, when they saw the IDF protest and refusal to serve the country, that gave those protests traction in a way nothing else could have. 
As then, the protests in Israel against the coalition government, it just took off and spread like wildfire, with them increasing exponentially in size and intensity to where the tumult of turmoil and chaos rapidly spread across Israel. And it, it got to the point where it was basically shutting down Israel's society. This is a prophetic phenomenon in Israel that is unprecedented. The leaders of Israel's government and military, they were totally shocked because never before had the Israeli military refused to report to their duty to serve the country in such numbers like this and over a non-military government political policy. Israel's leaders in the government and the military, they were absolutely shaken because Israel has come to trust in the might of its military, the IDF, as the might that serves and protects Israel. When all of this was happening, Netanyahu came out and said that the IDF military's refusal to serve is a terrible danger, he said, to the state of Israel. He said this, he said, the country cannot exist without the IDF. There will not be a nation. Netanyahu also said, all red lines have been crossed. He's talking about the IDF now. He said, all red lines have been crossed by the IDF. People who were responsible for the security of the country have suddenly adopted this cynicism. Israel has come to the point to where they trust in its military, the IDF, for their existence. And the IDF depends heavily on its well-trained reservists for the IDF to exist and to carry out its missions. But now, the IDF has crossed a very red prophetic line, and I'm going to give you the prophecies this evening. But they have crossed a prophetic red line to where large numbers of the Israeli military refuse to do their duty of service to protect Israel because of politics over an Israeli government policy. Get this, hear this. Now the IDF is politicized. Now the IDF is divided. Now the IDF has been weaponized in Israeli politics. Inside the IDF, they have even created a group calling themselves the Brothers in Arms. That's their name for those in the Israeli military who are behaving now like a political party in the military, refusing to serve when there is a political government policy that they do not like. And now the refusal to the call of Israeli military service, that, that can move from side to side. It can move, it can happen on the liberal side, it can happen on the conservative side. Not only can those who oppose Israel's government coalition's politics refuse the call to duty, but also now those who support Israel's government coalition's politics could refuse the call to duty if the government's legislation is not passed. This is a serious 
prophetic situation that the prophecies speak of. Now, the IDF is weaponized in Israeli politics. Now the IDF is political. Now people can just say that, well, if it's going to be like that, where you can use the threat of IDF refusal to serve to get the government to do what you want, then why just do it on one side? The people can say then, we will not send our young people either because you're not following what we want as conservatives. This situation has placed Israel, as Netanyahu said, in terrible, terrible danger. Now the enemies of Israel see an opportunity, how that there is a divide in Israel that is opening the door to Israel's enemies as they have watched the Israeli military lose cohesion and become weaker and even paralyzed without its members showing up reporting for duty. And the enemy has not even fired a shot. Israel's defense minister said, and I quote, I see the source of our strength eroding. The growing rift in our society is penetrating the IDF and security agencies. This poses a clear, immediate, and tangible threat to the security of the state of Israel. In other comments, he also described how that according to intelligence reports, that the rifts in Israeli society are bringing to Israel's enemies a prime opportunity that they are realizing for, for Israel's enemies to attack Israel as a relations erode between Israel and Arab countries. These are statements by the very top leaders of Israel's military. And the IDF's top general, Halevi, he came out and said, as all this has been happening, that the IDF refusals to serve are a self-inflicted critical wound to Israel's military. That's what the top general of Israel's military said. He said that the military of, of Israel has now suffered a self-inflicted critical wound. And he went on to say that the IDF should stay out of politics and that there is no place in the IDF for refusals to report to duty to serve the country. But he's too late. It's already happening. As now Israeli military intelligence is reporting that it sees Israel's enemies across the Middle East rubbing their hands in glee over the rifts in Israel's society and military where all the tumults of turmoil are affecting the IDF's preparedness and ability to respond to Israel's enemies. Even the chief of Shin Bet, Israel's security and intelligence agency that creates all those intelligence reports, he came out and made rare public comments saying that he was warning Israel that the division now in Israeli society will lead to disaster for Israel. And that is exactly what the prophecies foretell will happen over this situation. 
what is happening now the past two weeks in Israel with Israel's IDF military. It is prophesied in the Holy Word of God. The prophecies of Hosea speak of Israel returning to the Lord and being revived as the Lord would bless them like the latter and former rain onto the earth. And Israel has been revived. It's been revived to its holy land. It's been revived as a nation. It's been revived to its holy city. The prophecy of Hosea said that the Lord would would found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. And as the first fruits on the fig tree in its first season, that the Lord was going to, in a beautiful way, bring back and restore Israel. But then Hosea in his prophecies also warned that Israel would forget their maker. And then, in the prophecy of Hosea chapter 10, the Lord tells Israel there in Hosea chapter 10 that you have eaten the fruit of lies because you trusted in your own way in the multitude of your mighty men. Therefore, The Lord says in the prophecy then, Therefore tumult shall arise among your people. And that's exactly what is happening now. And then the prophecy goes on to say what will happen next. It says, Therefore tumult shall arise among your people because you trusted in the multitude of your mighty men. And then this tumult that shall arise among your people, it is the sign of what's coming next. And the prophecy says, And all your fortresses shall be plundered, as Shalman plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. And this Hosea chapter 10 prophecy is exactly what we are witnessing happening now in Israel. As Israel has forgotten what has made them a country, and who has protected them as a country. Their leaders have come out during these past two weeks and have said that it is their military, the IDF, the multitude of their mighty men that has made the nation of Israel and that sustains the nation of Israel. During this revolt in the IDF, with these refusals to report to duty and serve the past couple of weeks, Netanyahu came out and said that the country of Israel cannot exist without the IDF. He also said that there would not be a nation of Israel without the IDF. Those are the very words that came out of the mouth of Israel's leadership. Netanyahu also said that the refusal to serve in the IDF would be the end of the country of Israel. That's what the leadership of Israel said. Now Israel has come to where they trust in the multitude of the mighty men in their IDF military. Just as the prophecy said. And now as the prophecy said that after they trust in the multitude of their mighty men in the IDF. This is the prophecy of the IDF. Then the, Lord's, the Lord prophesies and says that there will be tumults that will arise in the people 
It was the IDF militaries refusing to serve that launched the tumult of turmoil in Israel until it resulted in anarchy. Israel has eaten, just as the Lord's prophecy says, Israel has eaten the lies to where they have trusted in their own way and in the multitude of their own mighty men. Israel has, what lies has Israel eaten? Israel has eaten and believed the fruit of the lies of the secular liberal leaders of Israel, like Moshe Dayan of the past and others since that have caused Israel to trust in their own way, in their own ability, to where they have come to trust in the multitude of their mighty men, saying that that's what created the nation of Israel. That's what sustains the nation of Israel. Israel has now made the prophetic mistake of glorifying its military, the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, and has made the mistake of trusting in the abilities and might of their mighty men instead of glorifying the Lord God of Israel and trusting in him. It was not Israel's military. Folks, this is something very critically important we're talking about here this evening. We need to spend some time on this. It was not Israel's military that gave Israel victory against the Arabs in 1948 to restore Israel and make them a nation again. Israel's army was outgunned and outmanned when Israel, who had just been declared a fledgling reborn nation, was attacked by the established militaries of multiple Arab nations, including Jordan, Egypt, Iraq, and Syria. By all accounts, Israel should have and would have lost that war in 1948 for their independence against the Arabs. The only reason they did win the 1948 war was not because of the might of their mighty men, of their military, but they won that 1948 war by the miraculous providence of the divine support of Lord God Almighty because it was time for the last day's prophecies to be fulfilled. There was story after story of the miracles that came out of the 1948 war that gave Israel the victories. One story was like how the Israeli platoon that fought the Jordanian army at Mount Zion in 1948, how that they found themselves surrounded by large numbers of Arabs. And the Israeli platoon had gotten down to only 25 bullets left among all of them, as they were then just grimly waiting to face their in inevitable end. But then suddenly, the Jordanian soldiers that had surrounded them, suddenly they began to drop their weapons and run away screaming, Abraham, Abraham! And years later, men that were among those Jordanian soldiers who fled screaming Abraham, they told the Israelis that they all witnessed a vision of Abraham defending the Jews from the sky above that Israeli platoon, which struck them with such fear that they all could not keep themselves from fleeing. That was not mighty men with mighty weapons that won the victory for Israel in 1948. That was a mighty God 
that won the victory establishing Israel as a last day's prophetic nation. And the same thing happened in the 1967 war, where again, Israel's army was outmanned and outgunned by the Arabs. Yet Israel still won the war miraculously in only six days. That's why it's called the Six-Day War. In just six days, they won that war. That's a miracle. Where again, there were more stories of God's divine intervention because again, it was time for the last day's prophecies to be fulfilled with Israel to be restored to all of Jerusalem. There was the one event in the 1967 war where when Israel began to draw near to fight the Egyptian military forces on the ground, the Israeli army found that the Egyptian soldiers had already fled and abandoned their positions and their weapons. And later, when they were asked why, they all said that they saw a vision of a gigantic hand coming out from the sky that terrified them so much it caused them to flee, even with some of them losing their boots. They were running so fast. That was not an army of mighty men with mighty weapons that won the victory in 1967 for Israel. Oh, no. That was a mighty God who restored the Holy Land and the Holy City to Israel. But how quickly Israel has forgotten this. Now, they have sophisticated mighty weapons provided to them from the West. And they have trained mighty men to fight with those mighty weapons. And the leaders of Israel have come to trust in their mighty men, in the multitude of their mighty men. And now, the leaders of the state of Israel say that they are dependent on their military as they are going their own way in their own abilities and trusting in the multitude of their mighty men to where Israel's leaders are saying that there would not be a nation without the IDF. No, they're wrong. There would not be a nation of Israel without the God of Israel. But they're saying that the country of Israel cannot exist without the IDF and without its mighty men, it would be the end of the country. God's got ears. And he heard all of that. He heard all of that trust that Israel has in the multitude of its mighty men with no honor given to the Lord God. And the Hosea 10 prophecy has now been triggered to where great tumult has arisen in Israel that are self-inflicted wounds weakening Israel. And what did God say in the Hosea 10 prophecy that would happen? God said, because you trusted in your own way and the multitude of your mighty men, therefore a tumult shall arise among your people. And then the Lord tells what will happen next. And all your fortresses shall be plundered as shall man plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. What does tumult mean? It means turmoil, chaos, anarchy. And that is exactly what Israel has been experiencing now after the IDF military revolted and refused to report and show up for duty 
placing the state of Israel in terrible danger. And what does the prophecy say will happen after the tumult shall arise among the people? It says, all your fortresses shall be plundered as Shalman plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. You see, this tumult will lead to Israel's enemies called out in Hosea 10 and also in Psalm 83 to lift up their heads and say, they are weak. Let us come now and let us cut them off from being a nation. Who is Solomon? Solomon refers to the position of the king or leader of the land of, of Assyria, which was located in today's Syria and Iraq. From where the land of Assyria and the Assyrians over time have been assimilated into the Arabs. But Assyria's king back then in biblical times held the title or name of Shalman, with them called the Shalmaneser. Shalmaneser. And they were numbered like as the Shalmaneser the third and Shalmaneser the fifth, which this is all documented in history and in the Bible. And to whom the king of the Moabites in the day of Hosea paid tribute to the Shalman of Assyria. And it was the Shalman who in biblical times attacked and plundered the palaces of Israel with ferocious brutality, like in the battle of Beth Arbel. And God said here in his Hosea 10 prophecy that because Israel makes the mistake of trusting in their own way, and trusting in the multitude of their mighty men instead of in the Lord. Then tumult or turmoil shall arise among the people, and then this will cause Israel's enemies to rise up and to come who will plunder Israel. And think about it for a second, folks. Where will the multitudes of the mighty men in the IDF be when this happens? The Lord's prophecies are yea and amen. They will happen. And the prophecies foretell that Israel will be attacked successfully in the last days. And you got to ask the question, well, where is the multitudes of the mighty men and the IDF when this happens? Have you ever wondered why? That after Israel has developed such a strong military with such powerful weapons... Have you, wondered, have you ever wondered why that the Arabs are going to be able to plunder and almost destroy Israel as the Hosea 10 and Psalms 83 prophecies foretell? Something happens to the mighty men, and we're seeing the signs of it now. Have you ever wondered why, after Israel has developed such a strong military with powerful weapons, have you ever wondered why that the Antichrist, the Assyrian, with his armies will be able to have a cakewalk over Israel, capturing Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem? Something happens to the mighty men, and we're seeing it now. Now we know. Israel and the idea for being divided and weakened from the tumult of turmoil in Israel is prophesied. As the IDF is refusing to show up for duty and it's spreading. This newly politicized IDF could also just have units that, don't, that do not show up for political reasons. 
to fight the Arabs or to fight the Assyrian, the Antichrist. Because they're offended over some political attitude of the government. So the IDF is weakened, becomes smaller. It's not as mighty. Something happens to the mighty men of Israel. Israel has forgotten that it was not their mighty men with mighty weapons that lifted up the nation of Israel and has protected the nation of Israel, but instead it was their mighty God. And the Hosea 10 prophecy says that when Israel trusts in its mighty men and the leaders of Israel have come out without equivocation saying that the past week, then there's going to be tumult in Israel and then their enemies are going to come and to plunder them. And where else are the Assyrians and the Moabites also mentioned? In Psalm 83, Assyria and Moab are called out there right along with all the other tribes in the confederacy of Psalm 83 who say, let us, let us rise up together now and cut off Israel from being a nation so that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. And what does the Psalm 83 prophecy say will trigger the mobilization of all those Middle East tribes against Israel. The prophecy of Psalm 83 says that what triggers the mobilization of Israel's enemies, the prophecy says it is triggered by tumult in Israel. That's exactly what the prophecy says. Just like in Hosea 10, the prophecy says Israel's enemies will come against them when there is tumult, turmoil that arises in the midst of Israel. Psalms 83, the second verse says that when there is tumult, then Israel's enemies will lift up their head and say, come now, let us get them. This is our opportunity. Just like all of Israel's leadership, and security leaders and military leaders are saying right now that there's intelligence that with all of this tumult going on in Israel, they're seeing how they're getting intelligence, how Israel's enemies are talking, moving, saying we have opportunity. And they're going to come. They're going to attack Israel with a ferocious brutality in order to try and annihilate and plunder Israel, just as the prophecies foretell. And the prophecy of Amos also confirms this. In Amos chapter 3, the, the prophecy of Amos 3 also confirms the tumults in Israel will bring her enemies. The prophecy says this, Proclaim in the palaces at Ashdod. And Ashdod, in that biblical time, Ashdod was a city of the Philistines in Gaza who are today's Arab Palestinians of Hamas in Gaza. And the prophecy in Amos 3 says, Proclaim in the palaces at Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Egypt to the rest of the Arabs and say, Assemble on the mountains of Samaria. That's what the prophecy says. Samaria, this is the land of Israel. 
in what is called today's West Bank, but it is in Israel's heartland. But the prophecy says to the Arabs in Gaza, the prophecy says to the Arabs in Egypt, the rest of the Arabs, the prophecy says, assemble on the mountains of Samaria, see the great tumults in her midst. For the prophecy of Amos 3 confirming Hosea 10 and Psalms 83 that it is going to be, there's going to be great tumults of turmoil and anarchy in Israel. And then the Lord God goes on to say in the prophecy of Amos 3, he, therefore thus says the Lord God, an adversary shall be all, all around the land, speaking of Israel. He shall sap your strength from you and your palaces shall be plundered. The same outcome as Hosea 10. And then the prophecy goes on to say, and this is so revealing, so shall the children of Israel be taken out who dwells in Samaria. It's an amazing, it's an amazing confirmation in the prophecy of Amos chapter 3 where the Lord proclaims to the Arabs in Gaza and in Egypt, the rest of the Arabs, the Lord tells them to assemble on the mountains of Samaria inside of Israel and see the great tumults in Israel's midst. And then they're going to plunder Israel to where the children of Israel will be taken out who dwell in Samaria. And this is exactly what the prophecies say will happen. Jesus the Lord prophesied in Luke chapter 21 that when the armies have entered Judea and Samaria and have surrounded Jerusalem, then the Jews will have to leave Judea, which includes Samaria, which is today called the West Bank. And we know that the Assyrian, the Antichrist, will also enter and take half of Jerusalem with the holy mount and holy temple. And what does Hosea and also Asaph in Psalm 83 and also Amos say is the sign before this happens? All three of them say tumults will happen, be happening in Israel. Israel is now becoming, you're seeing the beginning of it, Israel is going to become a land full of tumults, of turmoil, chaos, and our anarchy. Not just between the Israelis and the Arabs. It'll be between the Israelis and the Arabs, but it will be between the Israelis and the Israelis. It will be between the Arabs and the Arabs. And then, of course, between the Israelis and the Arabs. And what has launched it is Israel trusting in the multitude of their mighty men. It is the prophecy of the IDF bringing tumult to the land of Israel. It is the beginning of something happening to the mighty men of Israel where they are going to be diminished to where it, it allows the prophecies of the last days that God has prophesied in his holy word to be fulfilled. There will be the tumults of turmoil and chaos between Israelis, between Israelis and Arabs, bringing turmoil and confusion that weaken the cohesion and capability of the mighty men of Israel's military. Israel's military is going to be diminished. 
That's why the, that the Arabs are going to at first experience such success in all of the tribes of the Middle East attacking Israel and invading Israel. The prophecies say that, that the light of Israel will almost be diminished. They will have success. And the reason is, is because the might of the mighty men has been diminished because Israel was trusting in it instead of the Lord God that restored Israel. And it will lead to Israel being plundered. That's why the Arabs will have success attacking Israel. And it's why the Assyrian, the Antichrist, will have a cakewalk. Where is Israel's military? Where are the mighty men? The tumults, the turmoil, the Israeli military. The officers and the troops are refusing to report to duty over politics. Politics has become so important to them instead of reporting to duty. You are witnessing happening this past week and the week before that, you have witnessed this sign of the prophecy of Hosea happening now in Israel. The final war of Israel with the Mideast tribes of Psalm 83 is not far behind now because that's what the Lord said when you see these tumults of turmoil. He says, what's coming up next? He said, Israel's going to be plundered like Shalman of Assyria did. In the day of battle at Beth Arbel. And what is not far behind is the Antichrist, the Assyrian. He's not far behind either. Folks, it's time to get ready for the appearance of Jesus Christ for his church. I have described to you this evening from the holy prophecies revealed by the word of God and the spirit of God that these events and conditions that are happening now in Israel are signs of the last day's prophecies revealing it's time to prepare now to get ready for the nearing appearance of Lord Jesus Christ for his church. It's time now to make a decision that you will obey the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. While there is still time, while there is still grace, I ask you now that please type into the chat upon the authority and the power of the word of God and the Holy Spirit of prophecy that has revealed these signs this evening. I ask you upon that to type into the chat that I make a decision to obey the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. If you're watching this as a video later, I ask you to type into the comments under this video <clears throat> that I make the decision to obey the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. The Holy Bible says in Romans, the first chapter, verse five through six, that we receive grace through obedience to the faith in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And Christ said in Matthew chapter seven, verse 21 and verses 24 through verses 27, Christ said that without obedience, faith is in vain. It's time to make the decision now to obey the commandment of Lord Jesus that he said is an absolute must to be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 3, verse 3 through 7, the Lord Jesus commanded that unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And Lord Jesus Christ said you must be born again of water 
and spirit, or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And the Lord Jesus commanded that only his chosen apostle was the only one authorized and sanctioned by the Lord Jesus to tell us how to be born again because the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19 gave him the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord Jesus said that what his apostle preached would be bound or recorded in heaven, which is eternal for his church. And the apostles in the Acts of the Apostles preaching told us how to be born again through the water and of the Spirit. Whenever the apostles, when the Lord Jesus started his church in Acts chapter 2, when the apostle was asked, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the water and the Spirit. And that is bound and recorded in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ said, that is how we must be born again of the water and of the Spirit because Lord Jesus authorized only his apostle to tell us how to be born again for he gave him the keys to the door to the kingdom of heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the door. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, the life. He said, no one can enter into heaven to the Father except through me. And it is through the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are saved as we are obedient to be identified into Jesus Christ, as we repent of our sins, that is our death into Jesus Christ, as we are baptized into the name of Jesus Christ, that is our burial into Jesus Christ. And then, as we receive the Holy Spirit, that is our rising into the newness of life. That is our resurrection from death into life. And the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said in Romans chapter 6, he says, Did you not know that as many that are baptized into Christ are buried with Christ? And the apostle said in Galatians, the first chapter, he said that if anyone preached anything else other than what the apostles preached and the acts of their preaching, he said that they are cursed. They are cursed. He said if we are an angel from heaven, if anyone terrestrial or anyone extraterrestrial, superterrestrial comes, if an angel says anything different than what the apostles of Jesus preached in the Acts of the Apostles preaching, if any human on earth says anything different than what the apostles preached in the Acts of their preaching in the Acts of the Apostles, he said they're cursed. He said they're accursed. He said there would never be any change, any transition. The Lord Jesus said it would be bound forever in heaven. His apostles also said there is no change, there is no transition on what the apostles preached. And Peter, what he preached in Acts chapter 2 to the Jews and what he preached to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10, the apostle Paul preached the same thing in Acts chapter 19. Baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus, being born again of the water 
and being filled with the Holy Ghost of Jesus, being born again of the Spirit. The Lord Jesus said we must be born again of the water and the Spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. I ask you now to make a decision to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ so that we get ready now to escape all these things that the signs show us happening in Israel now. What is happening right now in Israel, I I will say without equivocation that what is happening in Israel now is as important as Israel's IDF winning the victories through the Lord in 1948 and 1967. What is happening now is now the Lord saying, okay, Israel, you've trusted in the might of your mighty men. Now I'm going to diminish them. And that's what these tumults, starting in the IDF, that rage like a wildfire, that's what it's starting. It is going to be the start of the diminishment of Israel's IDF through all of these tumults that are going to increase. Whenever Netanyahu said he just paused this, he has every intention of picking up with it again after Passover. The reports have already come out that Israel's government is planning to re-kick into high gear these policies on judicial reform after Passover. You're going, from here forward, we are going to see tumults of turmoil in Israel. And it's going to lead to Israel being plundered so that the prophecies of the end time will be fulfilled as the Lord God's prophecies describe. You must get ready now. You must make that commitment to obey the word of God of the Lord Jesus Christ. If the word of the Lord has stirred you, if the Lord of God has activated your heart and soul in the Lord, I want you to lift your hand right now and pray this prayer with us, a prayer of faith, to take another step. You've typed into the comments. You've typed into the chat. I make the decision to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to pray now. Another step of faith. Lift your hand and say this prayer with us now. Lord Jesus, I believe on you as the Son of God that you died for me and you rose from the dead that I may be saved and complete in you. I repent. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Save me as the Savior and Lord of my life. And lead me now, going forward and following you in obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, praise God, community. Hallelujah. Give the Lord thanks. We are trusting in the powerful prophetic word of God and the mighty spirit of the Lord. That people are being stirred. That's going to lead to them making decisions in their life to either start or renew a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that can lead them to the wonderful future. Jesus Christ is preparing for those in the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, it's important to continue your experience with the Lord Jesus. And you can go to our website signsofthelastdays.org and there on our website you'll find information and videos 
articles about the signs of the last day's prophecies. And you can learn more about continuing your relationship with the Lord Jesus. And also, down in the very footer of our website, you can just go to the homepage of signsofthelastdays.org. Down to the very, very bottom in the footer, you'll find our email address there. And you can email us. If you need help finding someone to baptize you and pray with you biblically where you live, you can contact us here at Signs of the Last Days Ministry to help you find someone. You can just take our email address. You can email us and just say, say whatever in the title, need help for baptism, need help for prayer. Tell us where you live. Tell us the name of the town, the state, the nation, if you're in another country. And we will do our best to help provide you locations, someone to pray with you biblically where you are and that can baptize you as Jesus and his apostles taught us in the Holy Word of God. Praise God. Now we're about to pray over you and your prayer requests here live this evening. The Lord told us to watch and we have watched the signs that are happening. But then he told us to pray. And we're about to pray here this evening. Live over you and your prayer request. And one prayer request that this ministry has, Signs of the Last Days Ministry, is that if you appreciate biblical prophecy ministry, and if this ministry has blessed you from the Word of God, please support this ministry and channel with your prayers first and foremost, and also with your offerings as the Lord leads you. We truly depend upon the Lord and his body of Christ in the world to supply the needs of this ministry. And we only ask that you follow what the Lord Jesus and his apostles taught in the word of God. Lord Jesus taught us in Luke chapter 6 to give. He commanded us to give, and then he said it will be given back to you, running over into your bosom. And the Lord said in Matthew 6 to seek first the kingdom of God and then all things shall be added unto us. And then the Lord's apostle in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 commanded, let each one give as he purposes in his heart cheerfully, as the Lord leads you in your heart. And then the apostle said, just like the Lord Jesus, that as you sow bountifully into the kingdom of God, you'll also reap bountifully as God having all sufficiency in all things, gives you an abundance for every good work. So we ask you just to pray how that the Lord would lead you to securely give your offering at the website, signsofthelastdays.org, on the giving page. There's a link to the website and to the giving page down, into the, down in the description of this live stream video. And just pray about if the Lord would have you give an offering, no matter the amount, whatever the Lord leads you, for you to be a part of this Signs of the Last Days ministry, helping to continue it and to declare the signs of the last days prophecy so more people realize the Lord Jesus is coming. And there on the giving page, if you feel led, you can choose to click the recurring contribution button there on the giving page to where the amount that you choose will be given each month so that it's just easy for you to faithfully give to the work of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord upon you. 
Or if you would like also, our mailing address is on the giving page there on the website, signsofthelastdays.org, where you can mail in your check as many others do. Also, our PayPal link is also there on the giving page as well. It's where you can give through PayPal if you would like. And we want to tell you from our heart, thank you to all of our wonderful subscribers and supporters of this Signs of the Last Days ministry who pray and give so that this ministry is able to be here and declare the revealed signs of the prophecies of the Lord showing his appearance is nearing. God bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Now the Lord says, watch and pray. And now we're going to pray over you and your prayer requests here live on this Watch and Pray live stream. Amen. We receive so many testimonies from this community how that the Lord, He moves through our time of corporate concentrated prayer. We've had so many miracles that have happened. People being saved, people being delivered, people being healed. Oh, hallelujah. God be praised for His mighty, wonderful works that He is doing. And you can always share your testimony or share your prayer request just in the comments under the last video that has been live-streamed up on the channel. Praise God. It's time now for us to have the staff of testimony to strengthen ourselves in a few testimonies here this evening. Praise God. And to declare with the shofar, the trumpet of the Lord, that Jesus is coming soon. We have this letter that was sent in by the Kennedys in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for your offering that you sent. And thank you for the beautiful, the beautiful card. Just look at this card. It's so beautiful. And they say, sign of the last days, Pastor Thompson and family. Your live streams are getting better and better. Praying for your health and ministry. The Kennedys. Oh, God bless you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And also, we got this letter from Irma. Irma in California. Thank you for your offering that you sent in to be a part of this Signs of the Last Days ministry. Thank you so much for that. And also, all of those that are giving your offerings on the signsofthelastdays.org giving page. We get emails whenever you give. And we pray over all of those emails. We pray over all of you that are giving your offerings through the signsofthelastdays.org website on the giving page. We pray over you. We pray the blessings of the Lord's scriptures of abundance and blessings into your life. And we pray the Lord leads you into all of his spirit and truth in the name of the Lord Jesus. And thank you for your faithful giving. We have this testimony from Christina. And you need to hear this. This is amazing. The Spirit of the Lord moves among this community. The Spirit of prophecy moves among this community. Christina says, I woke up today from a dream of going up in the rapture. She says, I was so happy. 
Someone was in front of me and I looked at her and said, oh, it's time. And up we went, changing into the bright, white-looking clouds. Let's stay ready. This hope purifies us. Yes, Christina, it does. Thank you for that testimony. MP says, I am ready for the rapture and the return of Jesus for his holy church to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. That's what this is about. This watch and prayer time is to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Then Annette, Teresa, Christina, E, Alimawong, Premier, and others say, I make a decision to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, people are getting ready for the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming. Oh, hallelujah. People are getting ready through the signs of the last day's prophecies. Ed, Ed says, I've been watching you for several years now. He says, I'm 27. This is very encouraging. Most times people think, well, it's just older middle-aged people and old people that are interested in the Holy Bible and these things that we talk about, but no. Here's someone that's been watching us for several years now who's in their 20s. He says, I thank you for always bringing us the word with global accounts. You are helping and you're reaching out to more people than you think. I actually look forward to your videos. Oh, God bless you too, Ed. Hallelujah. Thank you for that encouraging testimony. Snowflake says, this channel is awesome. And we think all of you are awesome that are in this last day's church community. Gail says, we are going home very soon. Yes, hallelujah, Gail. It's true. The signs are showing we are in the last days. And Christian student says, we have to pray every day that we may escape these things to come. Come, Jesus, and take us home. Amen, Christian student. We are looking for the appearance of our Lord. He is with us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And right now we have not two or three, but two or three hundred, and then two or three thousand and more later that are agreeing together now in the name of Jesus, in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word of Jesus over prayers. We're going to pray now in the name of Jesus. Put your prayer request into the Watch and Pray live stream chat. We're fixing to pray to a great living God of all of Israel. He's the God of natural Israel and the Holy Land. And he's the God of the grafted-in olive branch of the Gentiles who are made Israel. He's the God of all of Israel. And the Lord is getting ready to work his end-time work among his people. And the Lord is about to work in you through prayer. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Put your prayer requests in now into the Watch and Pray live stream chat. We have this prayer request from Teresa. Teresa says, please pray 
for me and my family. Teresa, your prayer request has been called out before the body of Christ and Christ Jesus the Lord. And then Heath. Heath says, I'm suffering from anxiety and PTSD. I feel lost. I feel like dying. I have no help from my family and I'm worried about everything. I'm worried about money. I go without food for my family and I'm tired of struggling to survive. And Heath says, I live in Australia and I'm holding tight to Jesus Christ for help and strength. Pray for me, please. Heath, your prayer request has been called out to the body of Christ in the world and unto Christ Jesus, our great King, who is with us always, who is able to bind up our wounds, heal our infirmities, save us and keep us, and walk with us in the joy of the Lord, no matter what our circumstances may be. We keep our eyes on Jesus. No matter what the storms around may rage, keep your eyes on Jesus. And Heath, I noticed down in the comments under your prayer request, I noticed that someone in Australia, that's a member of this community, reached out to you and said that they're willing to pray with you and to help you. Thank God for this wonderful last day's church community that are praying, that are helping. This is truly a wonderful church. Praise God. I see someone in the live stream chat saying, pray for my children, pray for my sons. We're going to pray together in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see someone else saying that they need prayer for healing in their spine, their hands. They have degenerative arthritis and they also struggle with depression. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus. Then Randy from Nashville. Randy says, please pray for Nashville. As a Nashvillian, I wondered when it would happen here. He's talking about the awful school shooting at a church school there in Nashville. Horrible. He said, now it has happened here in Nashville. He says, this is as real as it gets. Randy says, it was such a senseless act of violence. But then he says, I know one day we will live in total peace and harmony. And I cannot wait. Thank you and God bless. Randy, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we're calling out your prayer requests unto the Lord. In Jesus' name, who is able to secure and help all of those that are in trouble, that are in grief, that are in sorrow. The Lord Jesus bore our sorrows that we might look to him and be secured and strengthened in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I feel, I feel the love, the strength of the Lord now in Jesus' name. We're going to pray over you and your prayer requests. Put them into the Watch and Pray live stream chat now. There's a great God that is seeing this last day's church community and the need for prayer. I see someone saying, pray for me. Satan's been attacking me. We have the victory in the name of Jesus Christ. And then Henry says, thank you for being faithful to the Bible. Please pray 
for my brother. I cannot seem to get through to him, and it's been 30 years. He is a banker, and I fear for him. And then Henry says, even so, come, Lord Jesus, come. Henry, we've called out your prayer request before the body of Christ, who has power to reach the throne of the Lord. And also the Lord Jesus has heard it, called out in his throne room. I want everyone right now, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. I want this prayer team here at Signs of the Last Days Ministry. Right now, it's time to pray. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands right now wherever you are. As you lift your hands, you lift your heart to God. The Bible teaches this. And we're going to pray now in the name of Jesus, which is the name over all of heaven, over all the earth, and over all of hell under the earth. Lift your hands right now and say, In Jesus' name. Oh, we pray now, Lord. Oh, we pray now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We lift up all of these prayer requests, Lord, that have been sent in to this last day's church for prayer. In the name of Jesus, Lord, save the lost. In the name of Jesus, Lord, heal the sick. In the name of Jesus, Lord, deliver those that are oppressed. Give salvation, Lord. Give healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray over all of these prayer requests. In the comments on the signs of the last day's ministry channel, we pray over all these prayer requests. In the Watch and Pray live stream chat right now, oh, glory to God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, let thy spirit, like a wind, blow over these people and over these needs. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let thy holy virtue from the stripes upon thy back, let it, Lord, now heal souls in salvation. Let it now, Lord, heal bodies of thy children. Lord God, lead us and guide us. I pray now, Lord Jesus, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth and in all each and every member of this community. In the name of Jesus, just as it is in heaven. Let everyone say, thank you, Jesus. Let everyone give praise to the Lord. Let everyone give thanks to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We watch and pray in this community. It's not enough just to teach about prophecy. It's not enough just to talk about it. But we must have faith in action. Here at this ministry, we teach the revealed prophecies of the Word of God. And we pray through the mighty prophetic spirit of the Lord in the mighty name that's above every name, the name of Jesus by which every soul must be saved. We pray in that name of Jesus. And the Lord is ministering. The Lord is working. And community, remember, this next week on Wednesday, pray for an hour. We're all going to be praying together for an hour that day. And also fast that day on Wednesday. 
And then that Wednesday evening, we will have Passover with Christ Jesus our Lord together and have a wonderful, powerful time of fellowship. We're going to pray and believe for the Lord to work through his word and see souls ministered to in Jesus' name. Oh, the Lord God bless you this evening. The Lord God keep you. The Lord bless you as you go out and as you come in. The Lord open up to you his good treasure. Bless all the work of your life. The Lord make you the head and not the tail. And if any speak evil against you, the Lord turn it to the, your blessing. And the Lord establish you to walk in his ways and make evil to be afraid and depart from you. Grace and peace to all of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' holy name. Praise God. Thank you for being in this Watch and Pray live stream this evening. As we have watched the last day signs of the prophecies happening, and we have prayed together to strengthen and encourage us to be ready for the appearance of our Lord Jesus. Please click the subscribe button on this channel. Please click the bell to get all notifications for our live streams and videos. Community, share signs of the last day's ministry. Click the thumbs up on videos. Share videos and live stream events. Place positive comments. Help us to declare the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, as we watch the signs of the last day's prophecies happening, we're looking up. Because those signs show us that our redemption until the Lord Jesus Christ is drawing near. And as born-again believers into the kingdom of God, we're not looking for the end, but we're looking for the beginning of our wonderful future and the Lord Jesus Christ that is forever. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And we're looking forward to fasting and praying with you this Wednesday. And then joining together in the Passover with Christ Jesus the Lord. Be blessed in Jesus' holy name.
It's happening. The signs of the last day's prophecies are happening, just as Bible prophecy has foretold. And it's revealing. We are nearing the end of this age and the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ for his church. Welcome to all of you to the Sunday evening Watch and Pray live stream from Signs of the Last Days Ministry, where we follow the commandment of Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 21 to watch and pray so that we may be counted worthy, as the Lord Jesus said, to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand with our Lord Jesus. We are here watching with you. The signs of the last day's prophecies that are happening in world events and conditions that are revealing we are nearing the appearance of Lord Jesus and the clouds to catch away his church. And we are here praying together with you, encouraging one another in fellowship to be ready for that appearance of our Lord Jesus as we are continuing our journey together to meet our Lord. And here in just a short while this evening, as a last day's church community, we will share together in your testimonies and also pray together live over you and your prayer requests. We need the encouragement of one another. We need the prayers of one another as a last day's church to help us all on our journey walking together to meet the Lord Jesus. We give thanks this evening as always for all of you who are subscribing to and supporting this Signs of the Last Days ministry with your prayers and with your offerings. This ministry is wholly supported by the Lord and you, the body of Christ in the world, who are led by the Lord to support independent Bible prophecy teaching. You praying and you giving is absolutely what supports this ministry to be here and to continue as we together share the signs of the nearing coming of the Lord Jesus. Now, here this evening, we have a very important announcement to make to the whole community. And please, those of you that are here live and then those that may not be here, please help to share the word on this and get the word out. We have a very important week coming up this next week. It is Passover. And the Lord has dealt with my heart for me to make a call to this entire Last Days Church community for us to have a joint day of prayer and fasting together this next week on Wednesday. And we want to do it together. The Lord has dealt with my heart on this. So I pray of you in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will all come together and join together in a day of prayer and fasting this next Wednesday. And that will lead us on Wednesday into our live stream Wednesday evening, celebrating the Passover with our Lord Jesus Christ that same Wednesday evening. So have your fruit of the vine and unleavened bread at the ready for that, this coming live stream on Wednesday evening for our Passover with Christ Jesus the Lord as he and his apostles 
taught us. The Lord stirred me that we need to pray and fast together. The Lord Jesus came to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he asked them, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? So we are asking this Wednesday that you make time to pray to the Lord for an hour that day, however you want. You can pray one half hour in the morning. You can pray then later one half hour in the evening or, or however, four quarters during the day, however you want to do it, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at noon, 15 minutes in the afternoon, 15 minutes in the evening before we have our watch and pray Passover live stream, however you want to do it, but watch and pray with the Lord for one hour this coming Wednesday and also fast on that day as well. The Lord said that in the days that we are waiting for our bridegroom to come, that we are to fast. And the Lord taught us that the spiritual operation of the administration of his kingdom does not happen except by prayer and fasting. So we are calling out to this last day's church community for everyone to pray and fast this coming Wednesday in the community Pray for an hour, fast that day as the lead-in to the Passover live stream Wednesday evening. And if you are elderly or with health conditions, consider doing a Daniel's Day fast on that day Wednesday, denying yourself meats and sweets that day for the Lord Jesus Christ. We just need to make sure we deny ourselves and submit ourselves to the Lord in fasting and in prayer and seek his face. We have watched and prayed the signs and they are showing that we need to pray and fast together and seek the Lord to get ready for his appearance that is drawing near. The signs are manifesting and we have some amazing signs to share with you in this Watch and Pray live stream. We have some amazing prophecies to share with you from the Holy Scripture that reveal what is happening in Israel now and reveals how near the coming of the Lord for his church is getting. We must get ready. His kingdom come and his will be done on earth and in us as it is in heaven that we may pray and work to see people come to him in all spirit and in all truth. So that's our announcement. Prayer for one hour on Wednesday, fasting, denying ourselves on Wednesday, and then we gather together for Passover with our Christ Jesus Lord, the Lord Wednesday evening. A fabulous day of consecration to our Lord Jesus Christ as this community is getting ready for the coming of the Lord. Thank you so much for doing that. It is critically important. It's not enough to watch and pray. It's not enough just to hear the signs of the coming of the Lord. We must pray and fast as we watch for the coming of the bridegroom so that we're awake and ready at the midnight hour. Let us lift our hands and pray now for this 
teaching this evening in this Watch and Pray live stream. Lord, we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray the name of the Lord Jesus over us. We pray that the Holy Spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Lord Jesus, will reveal unto us his holy word of prophecy of truth, that having eyes we may see, having ears we may hear, and that we can have a heart of good ground to receive and obey the prophetic word of the Lord. And let everyone say in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> There's news from Israel where there is an unprecedented level of tumults with turmoil and chaos happening in Israel as the IDF, Israel's military, has revolted against the Israeli government over Israel's Jewish identity. Where the prophecies now show Israel is in terrible danger as the enemies of Israel are rubbing their hands in glee as the rifts in Israeli society has divided and weakened Israel as the mighty Israeli military that its leaders have trusted in is losing its cohesion and becoming paralyzed through self-inflicted wounds, which will lead to disaster prophesied for Israel. We're going to show you the prophecies here this evening. Israel is now divided and in severe civil internal conflict when something happened that is a prophetic sign where the prophecy now places Israel in serious trouble with the Lord and from their enemies, which will lead to last day's prophecy fulfillment. Here at Signs of the Last Day's Ministry, we have been warning now for some time that terrible danger lies just ahead for Israel. The Lord God has restored Israel to its holy land, and he has restored Israel to its holy city, to where now <clears throat> Israel is positioned for the last day's prophecies to be further, further fulfilled with Israel at the center. But it will come through great dangers for Israel that are prophesied. We have also warned that the current status quo, now in the Holy Land and in the Holy City, will not continue. And now we are seeing prophesied signs happening in Israel which reveal to us just how much that the level of danger for Israel has now exponentially increased to a terrible level, where Israel will soon enter a period, a period of trouble that will seem like it will almost bring about the end of Israel. What we have all seen in the recent weeks happening in Israel now just in the past week to two weeks, is an unprecedented level of tumult with tumultuous internal turmoil in Israel from protests that spread in the IDF military and then throughout Israel against the unprecedented religiously Jewish coalition government of Israel. And this was prophesied in the Holy Scripture to happen, which also tells us how 
It has now put Israel in terrible danger and will soon bring calamity for them in the near future as prophesied. And we will look at those prophecies this evening. Israel is now in civil conflict. That is a battle for its Jewish identity. And this battle for its Jewish identity has brought Israel near the precipice of civil war. On the one side are the secularists, the liberals, like the judges in Israel's courts and other elitists in its liberal political parties who believe in a nation-state of Israel but not a Jewish religious identity. They do not desire to connect to Israel's biblical past. They think that the Temple Mount is only a historical site, only important to Israel's history, but not relevant to Israel's future. That's why, that's why Moshe Dayan, one of Israel's famous secular leaders, was more than willing to give away the Temple Mount back to the Arabs after Israel captured it in the 1967 war. Then on the other side, opposing the liberal secularists, on the other side, there are those Jews who believe in a Jewish nation of Israel with a Jewish identity, fully connected to and fully informed by its biblical roots, who believe the Temple Mount is as important to Israel's future as it was to Israel's biblical past, who want Jewish rights and sovereignty extended to all Israeli land and society. This is the divide in Israel between the liberal secularists and the religious Jewish and now this unprecedented, conservative, right-wing, religiously Jewish government in Israel. It is seen by those in the government coalition as the one chance of many lifetimes for this religious, conservative government of Israel to implement Jewish powers of sovereignty and rights over all the Holy Land, the Holy City, and the Holy Hill as a religiously Jewish state of Israel. And this coalition government is pushing hard for that. But the liberal secularists in Israel, along with the world nations supporting them, are pushing back hard with protests that have devolved in Israel into anarchy with a tumult of turmoil and chaos. As they do not want to accept the policies of the most right-wing religious government in Israel's history, and they do not care that Israel just had elections electing that government into power. They absolutely do not want and are opposed to seeing a religious Jewish state of Israel. So they have started this civil conflict within Israel for its identity, which has now risen to an unprecedented level of tumult where Israel in the past one to two weeks literally went to the brink of civil war. And those are the words that are, have been used by their own leaders, like the president of Israel. He used those words. And Israel is still near the precipice because, folks, this, is, this situation is not over. 
Netanyahu has only paused moving forward with the policies of this government coalition, including passing laws for judiciary reform. And Netanyahu has said that he will see that reform done one way or another. And the radical protesters in Israel, including those in the IDF, say that they are against this as there are still ongoing protests and they are saying that they will not allow the government of Israel to do this. The divide in Israel for and against a religiously Jewish state of Israel has not gone away. And that's what this turmoil in Israel right now is really about. A religious Jewish state of Israel is what this turmoil is about. The identity of Israel as a religiously Jewish nation state. That is the real issue which has been bubbled up to the surface with this judicial reform that the right-wing government coalition has brought forward. But it's not really about the judicial reform. It's about Israel's Jewish identity. But this judicial reform is connected to it, and we will explain that. And this judicial reform from the Israeli government coalition, it is no surprise. It is no new thing that the Israeli government just up and surprised the nation with. The right-wing coalition that was elected by the Israeli electorate, they campaigned on this back during the election which they won, with a coalition saying that Israel's judicial system needed to be reformed. But as we warned before in a live stream called Jewish Israel Defies World Governments, there has been this demographic shift in Israel now in the last days, with the common people of Israel becoming more right-wing, more religious, and more Zionist, who want a religiously Jewish country who want Israel to be the nation of the Jewish people. And this had to happen for the end time prophecies to be fulfilled. The Lord God has put this desire in the people's hearts of Israel. But the liberal secularists of Israel, they want to retain power through the judicial system. They absolutely want to prevent a religiously Jewish nation of Israel. They are completely opposed to it. They are liberal secularists. And their last fortress, our line of defense, is the judiciary of Israel that has high court judges in Israel that are for the most part secular liberal elitists who the religious conservative public majority, the common people, do not view them, do not view the Israeli judges, the Israeli courts as holding their values. And they actually consider the judiciary in Israel to be an organized campaign by the legal system against Israel's religious Jewish identity. You see, <clears throat> this is what a lot of people don't realize about all of this tumult that's going on in Israel. 
You see, the judges in Israel are not elected. They are not appointed by the elected government of the people as they are in the United States. In the United States, you have, you have a government elected and then government officials, they, they nominate judges and then those judges are confirmed by the government. That's not the way it is in Israel. Amazingly, in Israel, judges are appointed by a selection committee made up mostly of the judges. You have the judges deciding who they will allow into their club of judges. <laughs> so the judiciary system in Israel is not beholden to the elected government of the people in some way. So obviously, Netanyahu and his government co uh, coalition are right. Obviously, the judicial system in Israel does need reform. And Israel's new Jewish power government coalition knows that the current secular liberal judges in Israel will oppose and strike down their policies and plans to extend Jewish rights and sovereignty for a religiously Jewish Israel. For example, the Israeli courts have consistently ruled against Jews building or living in their own biblical land of Judea and Samaria. Hence, the government coalition is working to pass laws to reform the judiciary. But the liberal secularists have falsely portrayed this as a complete attack on democracy, which is not true, when actually the truth is, is that it is the liberal secularists, along with support from the nation states of the world, who are attacking true democracy as they are opposing an elected government's policies in Israel. <clears throat> and then, and then, there was something that happened in Israel in the past couple of weeks, which accelerated and grew these protests, turning them into anarchy in Israel, which in effect has been described by conservatives in, in Israel as basically a coup against the elected government that has debilitated Israel, weakening, weakening it as basically this event that happened just put these protests on steroids with it basically shutting down Israel's society. And what happened was that the elite members of Israel's military, the IDF, they refused to report for duty in Israel's military over the elected government coalition's policies for judicial reform. Yes, you heard me right. Elite members of Israel's military, the IDF, they refused to report for duty in Israel's military because of the elected government's policies. 
to where the IDF chief of staff warned the prime minister of Israel that the revolt in Israel's military was spreading. As there were elite members of the IDF, such as jet fighter pilots and doctors, who refused by the hundreds and hundreds to report to duty in Israel's military. Other examples of the revolt of the IDF, of the rebellion of Israel's military against Israel's elected government, was that the IDF elite 551st Paratroopers Brigade, over half of, only half of them, only half of them showed up for duty. Most all of Israeli Air Force Squadron 69 refused to report for duty. And officers in the IDF Military Intelligence Special Operations Division, they notified the IDF leaders that they planned to cancel their contracts with the government. Also, another 700 of the IDF Nahal Brigade threatened to quit and abandoned the military of Israel. It got so bad over the past couple of weeks in Israel's military with members of the military abandoning or threatening to abandon their duty to the nation that IDF Chief of Staff General Herza Halivi warned the Israeli government that the military could not continue all of its operations because of the large numbers of its military refusing to report for duty. Folks, these are facts that I'm telling you. All of this was openly reported in the Israeli media. One report even estimated <clears throat> that there are tens of thousands of IDF military reservists, and the Israeli military depends heavily on their reservists. But the report estimated there are tens of thousands of IDF military reservists who will quit their duty to Israel if Israel's elected government continues with the policies that they have campaigned on, including the judicial reform. And hear this. What some Israeli military experts have said that we are witnessing is the IDF military of Israel basically starting to disintegrate. <clears throat> Even Israel's defense minister over the IDF, he also revolted along with the IDF, coming out in a surprise speech against his own government, where he said he was trying to save the IDF and prevent a civil war. Netanyahu told him he was fired, but so far, the IDF has ignored that firing by Netanyahu. That's how serious this, thing, this is, folks. This is one of the most serious things that has happened in Israel ever since the 1967 war relative to the IDF. When this happened, when elite units in the IDF military refused to report to duty, which Israel depends on for their defense and security, when that happened, it was like gasoline thrown on the fire. Because when these liberalists and secularists, when they saw the IDF protest and refusal to serve the country, that gave those protests traction in a way nothing else could have. 
As then, the protests in Israel against the coalition government, it just took off and spread like wildfire, with them increasing exponentially in size and intensity to where the tumult of turmoil and chaos rapidly spread across Israel. And it, it got to the point where it was basically shutting down Israel's society. This is a prophetic phenomenon in Israel that is unprecedented. The leaders of Israel's government and military, they were totally shocked because never before had the Israeli military refused to report to their duty to serve the country in such numbers like this and over a non-military government political policy. Israel's leaders in the government and the military, they were absolutely shaken because Israel has come to trust in the might of its military, the IDF, as the might that serves and protects Israel. When all of this was happening, Netanyahu came out and said that the IDF military's refusal to serve is a terrible danger, he said, to the state of Israel. He said this, he said, the country cannot exist without the IDF. There will not be a nation. Netanyahu also said, all red lines have been crossed. He's talking about the IDF now. He said, all red lines have been crossed by the IDF. People who were responsible for the security of the country have suddenly adopted this cynicism. Israel has come to the point to where they trust in its military, the IDF, for their existence. And the IDF depends heavily on its well-trained reservists for the IDF to exist and to carry out its missions. But now, the IDF has crossed a very red prophetic line, and I'm going to give you the prophecies this evening. But they have crossed a prophetic red line to where large numbers of the Israeli military refuse to do their duty of service to protect Israel because of politics over an Israeli government policy. Get this, hear this. Now the IDF is politicized. Now the IDF is divided. Now the IDF has been weaponized in Israeli politics. Inside the IDF, they have even created a group calling themselves the Brothers in Arms. That's their name for those in the Israeli military who are behaving now like a political party in the military, refusing to serve when there is a political government policy that they do not like. And now the refusal to the call of Israeli military service, that, that can move from side to side. It can move, it can happen on the liberal side, it can happen on the conservative side. Not only can those who oppose Israel's government coalition's politics refuse the call to duty, but also now those who support Israel's government coalition's politics could refuse the call to duty if the government's Legislation is not passed. This is a serious 
prophetic situation that the prophecies speak of. Now, the IDF is weaponized in Israeli politics. Now the IDF is political. Now people can just say that, well, if it's going to be like that, where you can use the threat of IDF refusal to serve to get the government to do what you want, then why just do it on one side? The people can say then, we will not send our young people either because you're not following what we want as conservatives. This situation has placed Israel, as Netanyahu said, in terrible, terrible danger. Now the enemies of Israel see an opportunity, how that there is a divide in Israel that is opening the door to Israel's enemies as they have watched the Israeli military lose cohesion and become weaker and even paralyzed without its members showing up reporting for duty. And the enemy has not even fired a shot. Israel's defense minister said, and I quote, I see the source of our strength eroding. The growing rift in our society is penetrating the IDF and security agencies. This poses a clear, immediate, and tangible threat to the security of the state of Israel. In other comments, he also described how that according to intelligence reports, that the rifts in Israeli society are bringing to Israel's enemies a prime opportunity that they are realizing for, for Israel's enemies to attack Israel as relations erode between Israel and Arab countries. These are statements by the very top leaders of Israel's military. And the IDF's top general, Halevi, he came out and said, as all this has been happening, that the IDF refusals to serve are a self-inflicted critical wound to Israel's military. That's what the top general of Israel's military said. He said that the military of, of Israel has now suffered a self-inflicted critical wound. And he went on to say that the IDF should stay out of politics and that there is no place in the IDF for refusals to report to duty to serve the country. But he's too late. It's already happening. As now Israeli military intelligence is reporting that it sees Israel's enemies across the Middle East rubbing their hands in glee over the rifts in Israel's society and military where all the tumults of turmoil are affecting the IDF's preparedness and ability to respond to Israel's enemies. Even the chief of Shin Bet, Israel's security and intelligence agency that creates all those intelligence reports, he came out and made rare public comments saying that he was warning Israel that the division now in Israeli society will lead to disaster for Israel. And that is exactly what the prophecies foretell will happen over this situation. 
what is happening now the past two weeks in Israel with Israel's IDF military. It is prophesied in the Holy Word of God. The prophecies of Hosea speak of Israel returning to the Lord and being revived as the Lord would bless them like the latter and former rain onto the earth. And Israel has been revived. It's been revived to its holy land. It's been revived as a nation. It's been revived to its holy city. The prophecy of Hosea said that the Lord would would found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. And as the first fruits on the fig tree in its first season, that the Lord was going to, in a beautiful way, bring back and restore Israel. But then Hosea in his prophecies also warned that Israel would forget their maker. And then, in the prophecy of Hosea chapter 10, the Lord tells Israel there in Hosea chapter 10 that you have eaten the fruit of lies because you trusted in your own way in the multitude of your mighty men. Therefore, the Lord says in the prophecy then, therefore tumult shall arise among your people. And that's exactly what is happening now. And then the prophecy goes on to say what will happen next. It says, therefore, tumult shall arise among your people because you trusted in the multitude of your mighty men. And then this tumult that shall arise among your people, it is the sign of what's coming next. And the prophecy says, and all your fortresses shall be plundered as Shalman plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. And this Hosea chapter 10 prophecy is exactly what we are witnessing happening now in Israel. As Israel has forgotten what has made them a country and who has protected them as a country, their leaders have come out during these past two weeks and have said that it is their military, the IDF, the multitude of their mighty men that has made the nation of Israel and that sustains the nation of Israel. During this revolt in the IDF, with these refusals to report to duty and serve the past couple of weeks, Netanyahu came out and said that the country of Israel cannot exist without the IDF. He also said that there would not be a nation of Israel without the IDF. Those are the very words that came out of the mouth of Israel's leadership. Netanyahu also said that the refusal to serve in the IDF would be the end of the country of Israel. That's what the leadership of Israel said. Now Israel has come to where they trust in the multitude of the mighty men in their IDF military. Just as the prophecy said, and now, as the prophecy said, that after they trust in the multitude of their mighty men in the IDF, this is the prophecy of the IDF, then the, Lord's, the Lord prophesies and says that there will be tumults that will arise in the people 
It was the IDF militaries refusing to serve that launched the tumult of turmoil in Israel until it resulted in anarchy. Israel has eaten, just as the Lord's prophecy says, Israel has eaten the lies to where they have trusted in their own way and in the multitude of their own mighty men. Israel has, what lies has Israel eaten? Israel has eaten and believed the fruit of the lies of the secular liberal leaders of Israel, like Moshe Dayan of the past and others since, that have caused Israel to trust in their own way, in their own ability, to where they have come to trust in the multitude of their mighty men, saying that that's what created the nation of Israel. That's what sustains the nation of Israel. Israel has now made the prophetic mistake of glorifying its military, the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, and has made the mistake of trusting in the abilities and might of their mighty men instead of glorifying the Lord God of Israel and trusting in him. It was not Israel's military. Folks, this is something very critically important we're talking about here this evening. We need to spend some time on this. It was not Israel's military that gave Israel victory against the Arabs in 1948 to restore Israel and make them a nation again. Israel's army was outgunned and outmanned when Israel, who had just been declared a fledgling reborn nation, was attacked by the established militaries of multiple Arab nations, including Jordan, Egypt, Iraq, and Syria. By all accounts, Israel should have and would have lost that war in 1948 for their independence against the Arabs. The only reason they did win the 1948 war was not because of the might of their mighty men, of their military, but they won that 1948 war by the miraculous providence of the divine support of Lord God Almighty because it was time for the last day's prophecies to be fulfilled. There was story after story of the miracles that came out of the 1948 war that gave Israel the victories. One story was like how the Israeli platoon that fought the Jordanian army at Mount Zion in 1948, how that they found themselves surrounded by large numbers of Arabs. And the Israeli platoon had gotten down to only 25 bullets left among all of them, as they were then just grimly waiting to face their inevitable end. But then suddenly... The Jordanian soldiers that had surrounded them, suddenly they began to drop their weapons and run away screaming, Abraham, Abraham! And years later, men that were among those Jordanian soldiers who fled screaming Abraham, they told the Israelis that they all witnessed a vision of Abraham defending the Jews from the sky above that Israeli platoon which struck them with such fear that they all could not keep themselves from fleeing. That was not mighty men with mighty weapons that won the victory for Israel in 1948. That was a mighty God 
that won the victory establishing Israel as a last day's prophetic nation. And the same thing happened in the 1967 war, where again, Israel's army was outmanned and outgunned by the Arabs. Yet Israel still won the war miraculously in only six days. That's why it's called the Six-Day War. In just six days, they won that war. That's a miracle. Where again, there were more stories of God's divine intervention because again, it was time for the last day's prophecies to be fulfilled with Israel to be restored to all of Jerusalem. There was the one event in the 1967 war where when Israel began to draw near to fight the Egyptian military forces on the ground, the Israeli army found that the Egyptian soldiers had already fled and abandoned their positions and their weapons. And later, when they were asked why, they all said that they saw a vision of a gigantic hand coming out from the sky that terrified them so much it caused them to flee, even with some of them losing their boots. They were running so fast. That was not an army of mighty men with mighty weapons that won the victory in 1967 for Israel. Oh no, that was a mighty God who restored the Holy Land and the Holy City to Israel. But how quickly Israel has forgotten this. Now, they have sophisticated mighty weapons provided to them from the West. And they have trained mighty men to fight with those mighty weapons. And the leaders of Israel have come to trust in their mighty men, in the multitude of their mighty men. And now the leaders of the state of Israel say that they are dependent on their military as they are going their own way in their own abilities and trusting in the multitude of their mighty men where Israel's leaders are saying that there would not be a nation without the IDF. No, they're wrong. There would not be a nation of Israel without the God of Israel. But they're saying that the country of Israel cannot exist without the IDF and without its mighty men. It would be the end of the country. God's got ears. And he heard all of that. He heard all of that trust that Israel has in the multitude of its mighty men with no honor given to the Lord God. And the Hosea 10 prophecy has now been triggered to where great tumult has arisen in Israel that are self-inflicted wounds weakening Israel. And what did God say in the Hosea 10 prophecy that would happen? God said, because you trusted in your own way and the multitude of your mighty men, therefore tumult shall arise among your people. And then the Lord tells what will happen next. And all your fortresses shall be plundered, as Shalman plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. What does tumult mean? It means turmoil, chaos, anarchy. And that is exactly what Israel has been experiencing now after the IDF military revolted and refused to report and show up for duty 
placing the state of Israel in terrible danger. And what does the prophecy say will happen after the tumult shall arise among the people? It says, all your fortresses shall be plundered as Shalman plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. You see, this tumult will lead to Israel's enemies called out in Hosea 10 and also in Psalm 83 to lift up their heads and say, they are weak. Let us come now and let us cut them off from being a nation. Who is Shalman? Shalman refers to the position of the king or leader of the land of, of Assyria, which was located in today's Syria and Iraq. From where the land of Assyria and the Assyrians over time have been assimilated into the Arabs. But Assyria's king back then in biblical times held the title or name of Shalman, with them called the Shalmaneser. Shalmaneser. And they were numbered like as the Shalmaneser the third and Shalmaneser the fifth, which this is all documented in history and in the Bible. And to whom the king of the Moabites in the day of Hosea paid tribute to the Shalman of Assyria. And it was the Shalman who in biblical times attacked and plundered the palaces of Israel with ferocious brutality, like in the battle of Beth Arbel. And God said here in his Hosea 10 prophecy that because Israel makes the mistake of trusting in their own way, and trusting in the multitude of their mighty men instead of in the Lord. Then tumult or turmoil shall arise among the people, and then this will cause Israel's enemies to rise up and to come who will plunder Israel. And think about it for a second, folks. Where will the multitudes of the mighty men in the IDF be when this happens? The Lord's prophecies are yea and amen. They will happen. And the prophecies foretell that Israel will be attacked successfully in the last days. And you got to ask the question, well, where is the multitudes of the mighty men and the IDF when this happens? Have you ever wondered why? That after Israel has developed such a strong military with such powerful weapons, have you, under, have you ever wondered why that the Arabs are going to be able to plunder and almost destroy Israel as the Hosea 10 and Psalms 83 prophecies foretell? Something happens to the mighty men, and we're seeing the signs of it now. Have you ever wondered why, after Israel has developed such a strong military with powerful weapons, have you ever wondered why that the Antichrist, the Assyrian, with his armies will be able to have a cakewalk over Israel, capturing Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem? Something happens to the mighty men, and we're seeing it now. Now we know Israel and the IDF are being divided and weakened from the tumult of turmoil in Israel as prophesied. As the IDF is refusing to show up for duty and it's spreading, this newly politicized IDF could also just have units that, don't, that do not show up for political reasons 
to fight the Arabs or to fight the Assyrian, the Antichrist. Because they're offended over some political attitude of the government. So the IDF is weakened, becomes smaller. It's not as mighty. Something happens to the mighty men of Israel. Israel has forgotten that it was not their mighty men with mighty weapons that lifted up the nation of Israel and has protected the nation of Israel, but instead it was their mighty God. And the Hosea 10 prophecy says that when Israel trusts in its mighty men and the leaders of Israel have come out without equivocation saying that the past week, then there's going to be tumult in Israel and then their enemies are going to come and to plunder them. And where else are the Assyrians and the Moabites also mentioned? In Psalm 83, Assyria and Moab are called out there right along with all the other tribes in the confederacy of Psalm 83 who say, let us, let us rise up together now and cut off Israel from being a nation so that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. And what does the Psalm 83 prophecy say will trigger the mobilization of all those Middle East tribes against Israel. The prophecy of Psalm 83 says that what triggers the mobilization of Israel's enemies, the prophecy says it is triggered by tumult in Israel. That's exactly what the prophecy says. Just like in Hosea 10, the prophecy says Israel's enemies will come against them when there is tumult, turmoil that arises in the midst of Israel. Psalms 83, the second verse says that when there is tumult, then Israel's enemies will lift up their head and say, come now, let us get them. This is our opportunity. Just like all of Israel's leadership, and security leaders and military leaders are saying right now that there's intelligence that with all of this tumult going on in Israel, they're seeing how they're getting intelligence, how Israel's enemies are talking, moving, saying we have opportunity. And they're going to come. They're going to attack Israel with a ferocious brutality in order to try and annihilate and plunder Israel, just as the prophecies foretell. And the prophecy of Amos also confirms this. In Amos chapter 3, the, the prophecy of Amos 3 also confirms the tumults in Israel will bring her enemies. The prophecy says this, Proclaim in the palaces at Ashdod. And Ashdod, in that biblical time, Ashdod was a city of the Philistines in Gaza who are today's Arab Palestinians of Hamas in Gaza. And the prophecy in Amos 3 says, Proclaim in the palaces at Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Egypt to the rest of the Arabs and say, Assemble on the mountains of Samaria. That's what the prophecy says. Samaria, this is the land of Israel. 
in what is called today's West Bank, but it is in Israel's heartland. But the prophecy says to the Arabs in Gaza, the prophecy says to the Arabs in Egypt, the rest of the Arabs, the prophecy says, assemble on the mountains of Samaria, see the great tumults in her midst. For the prophecy of Amos 3 confirming Hosea 10 and Psalms 83 that it is going to be, there's going to be great tumults of turmoil and anarchy in Israel. And then the Lord God goes on to say in the prophecy of Amos 3, he, therefore, thus says the Lord God, an adversary shall be all, all around the land, speaking of Israel. He shall sap your strength from you, and your palaces shall be plundered. The same outcome as Hosea 10. And then the prophecy goes on to say, and this is so revealing, so shall the children of Israel be taken out who dwells in Samaria. It's an amazing, it's an amazing confirmation in the prophecy of Amos chapter 3 where the Lord proclaims to the Arabs in Gaza and in Egypt, the rest of the Arabs, the Lord tells them to assemble on the mountains of Samaria inside of Israel and see the great tumults in Israel's midst. And then they're going to plunder Israel to where the children of Israel will be taken out who dwell in Samaria. And this is exactly what the prophecies say will happen. Jesus the Lord prophesied in Luke chapter 21 that when the armies have entered Judea and Samaria and have surrounded Jerusalem, then the Jews will have to leave Judea, which includes Samaria, which is today called the West Bank. And we know that the Assyrian, the Antichrist, will also enter and take half of Jerusalem with the holy mount and holy temple. And what does Hosea and also Asaph in Psalm 83 and also Amos say is the sign before this happens? All three of them say tumults will happen, be happening in Israel. Israel is now becoming, you're seeing the beginning of it, Israel is going to become a land full of tumults, of turmoil, chaos, and our anarchy. Not just between the Israelis and the Arabs. It'll be between the Israelis and the Arabs, but it will be between the Israelis and the Israelis. It will be between the Arabs and the Arabs. And then, of course, between the Israelis and the Arabs. And what has launched it is Israel trusting in the multitude of their mighty men. It is the prophecy of the IDF bringing tumult to the land of Israel. It is the beginning of something happening to the mighty men of Israel where they are going to be diminished to where it, it allows the prophecies of the last days that God has prophesied in his holy word to be fulfilled. There will be the tumults of turmoil and chaos between Israelis, between Israelis and Arabs, bringing turmoil and confusion that weaken the cohesion and capability of the mighty men of Israel's military. Israel's military is going to be diminished. 
That's why the, that the Arabs are going to at first experience such success in all of the tribes of the Middle East attacking Israel and invading Israel. The prophecies say that, that the light of Israel will almost be diminished. They will have success. And the reason is, is because the might of the mighty men has been diminished because Israel was trusting in it instead of the Lord God that restored Israel. And it will lead to Israel being plundered. That's why the Arabs will have success attacking Israel. And it's why the Assyrian, the Antichrist, will have a cakewalk. Where is Israel's military? Where are the mighty men? The tumults, the turmoil, the Israeli military, the officers and the troops are refusing to report to duty over politics. Politics has become so important to them instead of reporting to duty. You are witnessing happening this past week and the week before that, you have witnessed this sign of the prophecy of Hosea happening now in Israel. The final war of Israel with the Mideast tribes of Psalm 83 is not far behind now because that's what the Lord said when you see these tumults of turmoil. He says, what's coming up next? He said, Israel's going to be plundered like Solomon of Assyria did. In the day of battle at Beth Arbel. And what is not far behind is the Antichrist, the Assyrian. He's not far behind either. Folks, it's time to get ready for the appearance of Jesus Christ for his church. I have described to you this evening from the holy prophecies revealed by the Word of God and the Spirit of God that these events and conditions that are happening now in Israel are signs of the last day's prophecies revealing it's time to prepare now to get ready for the nearing appearance of Lord Jesus Christ for his church. It's time now to make a decision that you will obey the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. While there is still time, while there is still grace, I ask you now that please type into the chat upon the authority and the power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of prophecy that has revealed these signs this evening. I ask you upon that to type into the chat that I make a decision to obey the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. If you're watching this as a video later, I ask you to type into the comments under this video <clears throat> that I make the decision to obey the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. The Holy Bible says in Romans the first chapter, verse 5 through 6, that we receive grace through obedience to the faith in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And Christ said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, and verses 24 through verses 27, Christ said that without obedience, faith is in vain. It's time to make the decision now to obey the commandment of Lord Jesus that he said is an absolute must to be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 3, verse 3 through 7, the Lord Jesus commanded that unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And Lord Jesus Christ said you must be born again of water 
and spirit, or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And the Lord Jesus commanded that only his chosen apostle was the only one authorized and sanctioned by the Lord Jesus to tell us how to be born again because the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19 gave him the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord Jesus said that what his apostle preached would be bound or recorded in heaven, which is eternal for his church. And the apostles in the Acts of the Apostles preaching told us how to be born again through the water and of the Spirit. Whenever the apostles, when the Lord Jesus started his church in Acts chapter 2, when the apostle was asked, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the water and the Spirit. And that is bound and recorded in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ said, that is how we must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Because Lord Jesus authorized only his apostle to tell us how to be born again. For he gave him the keys to the door, to the kingdom of heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the door. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, the life. He said, no one can enter into heaven to the Father except through me. And it is through the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved as we are obedient to be identified into Jesus Christ, as we repent of our sins, that is our death into Jesus Christ, as we are baptized into the name of Jesus Christ, that is our burial into Jesus Christ. And then, as we receive the Holy Spirit, that is our rising into the newness of life. That is our resurrection from death into life. And the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said in Romans chapter 6, he says, Did you not know that as many that are baptized into Christ are buried with Christ? And the apostle said in Galatians, the first chapter, he said that if anyone preached anything else other than what the apostles preached and the acts of their preaching, he said that they are cursed. They are cursed. He said if we are an angel from heaven, if anyone terrestrial or anyone extraterrestrial, superterrestrial comes, if an angel says anything different than what the apostles of Jesus preached in the Acts of the Apostles preaching, if any human on earth says anything different than what the apostles preached in the Acts of their preaching in the Acts of the Apostles, he said they're cursed. He said they're accursed. He said there would never be any change, any transition. The Lord Jesus said it would be bound forever in heaven. His apostles also said there is no change, there is no transition from what the apostles preached. And Peter, what he preached in Acts chapter 2 to the Jews and what he preached to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10, the apostle Paul preached the same thing in Acts chapter 19. Baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus, being born again of the water 
and being filled with the Holy Ghost of Jesus, being born again of the Spirit. The Lord Jesus said we must be born again of the water and the Spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. I ask you now to make a decision to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ so that we get ready now to escape all these things that the signs show us happening in Israel now. What is happening right now in Israel, I, I will say without equivocation that what is happening in Israel now is as important as Israel's IDF winning the victories through the Lord in 1948 and 1967. What is happening now is now the Lord saying, okay, Israel, you've trusted in the might of your mighty men. Now I'm going to diminish them. And that's what these tumults, starting in the IDF, that rage like a wildfire, that's what it's starting. It is going to be the start of the diminishment of Israel's IDF through all of these tumults that are going to increase. This, whenever Netanyahu said he just paused this, he has every intention of picking up with it again after Passover. The reports have already come out that Israel's government is planning to re-kick into high gear these policies on judicial reform after Passover. You're going, from here forward, we are going to see tumults of turmoil in Israel. And it's going to lead to Israel being plundered so that the prophecies of the end time will be fulfilled as the Lord God's prophecies describe. You must get ready now. You must make that commitment to obey the word of God of the Lord Jesus Christ. If the word of the Lord has stirred you, if the Lord of God has activated your heart and soul in the Lord, I want you to lift your hand right now and pray this prayer with us, a prayer of faith, to take another step. You've typed into the comments, you've typed into the chat, I make the decision to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to pray now. Another step of faith. Lift your hand and say this prayer with us now. Lord Jesus, I believe on you as the Son of God that you died for me and you rose from the dead that I may be saved and complete in you. I repent. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Save me as the Savior and Lord of my life. And lead me now, going forward and following you in obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, praise God, community. Hallelujah. Give the Lord thanks. We are trusting in the powerful prophetic word of God and the mighty spirit of the Lord that people are being stirred, that's going to lead to them making decisions in their life to either start or renew a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that can lead them to the wonderful future. Jesus Christ is preparing for those in the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, it's important to continue your experience with the Lord Jesus. And you can go to our website, signsofthelastdays.org and there on our website you'll find information and videos 
articles about the signs of the last day's prophecies, and you can learn more about continuing your relationship with the Lord Jesus. And also, down in the very footer of our website, you can just go to the homepage of signsofthelastdays.org, down to the very, very bottom in the footer, you'll find our email address there. And you can email us. If you need help finding someone to baptize you and pray with you biblically where you live, you can contact us here at Signs of the Last Days Ministry to help you find someone. You can just take our email address. You can email us and just say, say whatever in the title, need help for baptism, need help for prayer. Tell us where you live. Tell us the name of the town, the state, the nation, if you're in another country. And we will do our best to help provide you locations, someone to pray with you biblically where you are and that can baptize you as Jesus and his apostles taught us in the Holy Word of God. Praise God. Now, we're about to pray over you and your prayer requests here live this evening. The Lord told us to watch, and we have watched the signs that are happening. But then he told us to pray, and we're about to pray here this evening, live over you and your prayer requests. And one prayer request that this ministry has, Signs of the Last Days Ministry, is that if you appreciate biblical prophecy ministry, and if this ministry has blessed you from the Word of God, Please support this ministry and channel with your prayers first and foremost and also with your offerings as the Lord leads you. We truly depend upon the Lord and his body of Christ in the world to supply the needs of this ministry. And we only ask that you follow what the Lord Jesus and his apostles taught in the word of God. Lord Jesus taught us in Luke chapter 6 to give. He commanded us to give and then he said it will be given back to you running over into your bosom. And the Lord said in Matthew 6, to seek first the kingdom of God, and then all things shall be added unto us. And then the Lord's apostle in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 commanded, let each one give as he purposes in his heart cheerfully, as the Lord leads you in your heart. And then the apostle said, just like the Lord Jesus, that as you sow bountifully into the kingdom of God, you'll also reap bountifully as God having all sufficiency in all things, gives you an abundance for every good work. So we ask you just to pray how that the Lord would lead you to securely give your offering at the website, signsofthelastdays.org, on the giving page. There's a link to the website and to the giving page down, into the, down in the description of this live stream video. And just pray about if the Lord would have you give an offering, no matter the amount, whatever the Lord leads you, for you to be a part of this Signs of the Last Days ministry, helping to continue it and to declare the signs of the last days prophecy so more people realize the Lord Jesus is coming. And there on the giving page, if you feel led, you can choose to click the recurring contribution button there on the giving page to where the amount that you choose will be given each month so that it's just easy for you to faithfully give to the work of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord upon you. 
Or if you would like also, our mailing address is on the giving page there on the website, signsofthelastdays.org, where you can mail in your check as many others do. Also, our PayPal link is also there on the giving page as well. It's where you can give through PayPal if you would like. And we want to tell you from our heart, thank you to all of our wonderful subscribers and supporters of this Signs of the Last Days ministry who pray and give so that this ministry is able to be here and declare the revealed signs of the prophecies of the Lord showing his appearance is nearing. God bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Now the Lord says, watch and pray. And now we're going to pray over you and your prayer requests here live on this Watch and Pray live stream. Amen. We receive so many testimonies from this community how that the Lord, He moves through our time of corporate concentrated prayer. We've had so many miracles that have happened. People being saved, people being delivered, people being healed. Oh, hallelujah. God be praised for his mighty, wonderful works that he is doing. And you can always share your testimony or share your prayer request just in the comments under the last video that has been live streamed up on the channel. Praise God. It's time now for us to have the staff of testimony to strengthen ourselves in a few testimonies here this evening. Praise God. And to declare with the shofar, the trumpet of the Lord, that Jesus is coming soon. And we have this letter that was sent in by the Kennedys in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for your offering that you sent. And thank you for the beautiful, the beautiful card. Just look at this card. It's so beautiful. And they say, Sign of the last days, Pastor Thompson and family. Your live streams are getting better and better. Praying for your health and ministry. The Kennedys. Oh, God bless you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And also, we got this letter from Irma. Irma in California, thank you for your offering that you sent in to be a part of this Signs of the Last Days ministry. Thank you so much for that. And also, all of those that are giving your offerings on the signsofthelastdays.org giving page, we get emails whenever you give. And... We pray over all of those emails. We pray over all of you that are giving your offerings through the signsofthelastdays.org website on the giving page. We pray over you. We pray the blessings of the Lord's scriptures of abundance and blessings into your life. And we pray the Lord leads you into all of his spirit and truth in the name of the Lord Jesus. And thank you for your faithful giving. We have this testimony from Christina, and you need to hear this. This is amazing. The Spirit of the Lord moves among this community. The Spirit of prophecy moves among this community. Christina says, I woke up today from a dream of going up in the rapture. She says, I was so happy. 
Someone was in front of me and I looked at her and said, oh, it's time. And up we went, changing into the bright, white-looking clouds. Let's stay ready. This hope purifies us. Yes, Christina, it does. Thank you for that testimony. MP says, I am ready for the rapture and the return of Jesus for his holy church to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. That's what this is about. This watch and prayer time is to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Then Annette, Teresa, Christina, E, Alima Wong, Premier, and others say, I make a decision to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, people are getting ready for the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming. Oh, hallelujah. People are getting ready through the signs of the last day's prophecies. Ed. Ed says, I've been watching you for several years now. He says, I'm 27. This is very encouraging. Most times people think, well, it's just older middle-aged people and old people that are interested in the Holy Bible and these things that we talk about, but no. Here's someone that's been watching us for several years now who's in their 20s. He says, I thank you for always bringing us the word with global accounts. You are helping and you're reaching out to more people than you think. I actually look forward to your videos. Oh, God bless you too, Ed. Hallelujah. Thank you for that encouraging testimony. Snowflake says, this channel is awesome. And we think all of you are awesome that are in this last day's church community. Gail says, we are going home very soon. Yes, hallelujah, Gail. It's true. The signs are showing we are in the last days. And Christian student says, we have to pray every day that we may escape these things to come. Come, Jesus, and take us home. Amen, Christian student. We are looking for the appearance of our Lord. He is with us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And right now we have not two or three, but two or three hundred, and then two or three thousand and more later that are agreeing together now in the name of Jesus, in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word of Jesus over prayers. We're going to pray now in the name of Jesus. Put your prayer request into the Watch and Pray live stream chat. We're fixing to pray to a great living God of all of Israel. He's the God of natural Israel in the Holy Land. And he's the God of the grafted in olive branch of the Gentiles who are made Israel. He's the God of all of Israel. And the Lord is getting ready to work his end time work among his people. And the Lord is about to work in you through prayer. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Put your prayer requests in now into the Watch and Pray live stream chat. We have this prayer request from Teresa. Teresa says, please pray 
for me and my family. Teresa, your prayer request has been called out before the body of Christ and Christ Jesus the Lord. And then Heath. Heath says, I'm suffering from anxiety and PTSD. I feel lost. I feel like dying. I have no help from my family and I'm worried about everything. I'm worried about money. I go without food for my family and I'm tired of struggling to survive. And Heath says, I live in Australia and I'm holding tight to Jesus Christ for help and strength. Pray for me, please. Heath, your prayer request has been called out to the body of Christ in the world and unto Christ Jesus, our great King, who is with us always, who is able to bind up our wounds, heal our infirmities, save us and keep us, and walk with us in the joy of the Lord no matter what our circumstances may be. We keep our eyes on Jesus no matter what the storms around may rage. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And Heath, I noticed down in the comments under your prayer request, I noticed that someone in Australia, that's a member of this community, reached out to you and said that they're willing to pray with you and to help you. Thank God for this wonderful last day's church community that are praying, that are helping. This is truly a wonderful church. Praise God. I see someone in the live stream chat saying, pray for my children, pray for my sons. We're going to pray together in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see someone else saying that they need prayer for healing in their spine, their hands. They have degenerative arthritis and they also struggle with depression. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus. Then Randy from Nashville. Randy says, please pray for Nashville. As a Nashvillian, I wondered when it would happen here. He's talking about the awful school shooting at a church school there in Nashville. Horrible. He said, now it has happened here in Nashville. He says, this is as real as it gets. Randy says, it was such a senseless act of violence. But then he says, I know one day we will live in total peace and harmony. And I cannot wait. Thank you and God bless. Randy, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we're calling out your prayer requests unto the Lord. In Jesus' name, who is able to succor and help all of those that are in trouble, that are in grief, that are in sorrow. The Lord Jesus bore our sorrows that we might look to him and be secured and strengthened in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I feel, I feel the love, the strength of the Lord now in Jesus' name. We're going to pray over you and your prayer requests. Put them into the Watch and Pray live stream chat now. There's a great God that is seeing this Last day's church community and the need for prayer. I see someone saying, pray for me. Satan's been attacking me. We have the victory in the name of Jesus Christ. And then Henry says, thank you for being faithful to the Bible. Please pray 
for my brother. I cannot seem to get through to him, and it's been 30 years. He is a banker, and I fear for him. And then Henry says, even so, come, Lord Jesus, come. Henry, we've called out your prayer request before the body of Christ, who has power to reach the throne of the Lord. And also the Lord Jesus has heard it called out in his throne room. I want everyone right now, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. I want this prayer team here at Signs of the Last Days Ministry. Right now, it's time to pray. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands right now wherever you are. As you lift your hands, you lift your heart to God. The Bible teaches this. And we're going to pray now in the name of Jesus, which is the name over all of heaven, over all the earth, and over all of hell under the earth. Lift your hands right now and say, In Jesus' name. Oh, we pray now, Lord. Oh, we pray now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We lift up all of these prayer requests, Lord, that have been sent in to this last day's church for prayer. In the name of Jesus, Lord, save the lost. In the name of Jesus, Lord, heal the sick. In the name of Jesus, Lord, deliver those that are oppressed. Give salvation, Lord. Give healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray over all of these prayer requests. In the comments, on the signs of the last day's ministry channel, we pray over all these prayer requests. In the watch and pray live stream chat right now. Oh, glory to God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let thy spirit, like a wind, blow over these people and over these needs. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let thy holy virtue from the stripes upon thy back, let it, Lord, now heal souls in salvation. Let it now, Lord, heal bodies of thy children. Lord God, lead us and guide us. I pray now, Lord Jesus, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth and in all each and every member of this community in the name of Jesus, just as it is in heaven. Let everyone say, thank you, Jesus. Let everyone give praise to the Lord. Let everyone give thanks to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We watch and pray in this community. It's not enough just to teach about prophecy. It's not enough just to talk about it. But we must have faith in action. Here at this ministry, we teach the revealed prophecies of the Word of God. And we pray through the mighty prophetic spirit of the Lord. In the mighty name that's above every name, the name of Jesus by which every soul must be saved. We pray in that name of Jesus. And the Lord is ministering. The Lord is working. And community, remember, this next week on Wednesday, pray for an hour. We're all going to be praying together for an hour that day. And also fast that day on Wednesday. 
And then that Wednesday evening, we will have Passover with Christ Jesus our Lord together and have a wonderful, powerful time of fellowship. We're going to pray and believe for the Lord to work through his word and see souls ministered to in Jesus' name. Oh, the Lord God bless you this evening. The Lord God keep you. The Lord bless you as you go out and as you come in. The Lord open up to you his good treasure. Bless all the work of your life. The Lord make you the head and not the tail. And if any speak evil against you, the Lord turn it to the, your blessing. And the Lord establish you to walk in his ways and make evil to be afraid and depart from you. Grace and peace to all of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' holy name. Praise God. Thank you for being in this Watch and Pray live stream this evening. As we have watched the last day signs of the prophecies happening, and we have prayed together to strengthen and encourage us to be ready for the appearance of our Lord Jesus. Please click the subscribe button on this channel. Please click the bell to get all notifications for our live streams and videos. Community, share signs of the last day's ministry. Click the thumbs up on videos. Share videos and live stream events. Place positive comments. Help us to declare the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, as we watch the signs of the last day's prophecies happening, we're looking up. Because those signs show us that our redemption unto the Lord Jesus Christ is drawing near. And as born-again believers into the kingdom of God, we're not looking for the end, but we're looking for the beginning of our wonderful future and the Lord Jesus Christ that is forever. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And we're looking forward to fasting and praying with you this Wednesday. And then joining together in the Passover with Christ Jesus the Lord. Be blessed in Jesus' holy name. Stay.